Hey everybody, welcome to the Game Changer Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yavoli. The Game Changer Lacrosse Podcast is about talking to people who have dedicated their life to the game of lacrosse and learning about who they are, how they got to where they are today, and what they do to improve themselves and their teams. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GC Sports, and if you're a coach or a parent, check out Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. You can ditch the emails and spreadsheets. The free Game Changer Team Manager app streamlines communication, scheduling, and live scoring into one easy-to-use app. Game Changer Team Manager is 100% free for your entire team. Learn more at gc.com forward slash team manager or search for Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. Today on the show, we have Miles Jones. Miles is a graduate of Duke University. At Duke, he was a second team All-American his sophomore year and a first team All-American his junior and senior year. He also won the Donald McLaughlin Jr. Award for the nation's top midfielder as a junior and a senior. He also won two national championships during his time at Duke. Miles was selected first overall in the 2016 MLL Draft by the Atlanta Blaze. He now plays for the Chesapeake Bayhawks and is a two-time MLL All-Star. This is the first time I've spoken with Miles. I learned a lot about him during our call, and I appreciate the way he approaches playing the game. We got to talk about how he thinks about improving his weaknesses and becoming a well-rounded player, how he developed as a leader, his training routine, and much more. Here's my interview with Miles Jones. Miles, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited uh, to get to talk, but um, let's start, as I always do with every guest, uh, how'd you get started playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I started playing lacrosse in sixth grade. Um, you know, never heard, really heard of sport, which is kind of a kind of rare coming from Huntington uh, on Long Island. Right. And, uh, you know, a lot of people play lacrosse there. Um, all my friends that play football and basketball play lacrosse. So I was introduced by one of my teammates that played football. His dad was a uh, lacrosse coach. And, and a football coach, so uh, you know he just introduced me, asked what I was doing during the during the spring season, and I was you know playing basketball then for AAU, right. and that was predominantly what I did you know growing up. So then I uh, you know signed up for lacrosse in sixth grade, and uh, you know started out playing defense, and I think you know just from there I kind of fell in love with the game. Yeah, I think I saw was it your Twitter bio where it said you started off in defense, but your coach got tired of you running up and trying to score the whole time. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I started off playing defense, and uh, you know everyone else was scoring goals. So I wanted to get in on in the mix. Right, right. And then so uh, so was that the transition? It was defense to midfield, or was it defense to attack and then midfield? Yes, it was defense to attack then midfield for me. Um, it was you know one summer of playing attack, and I think I kind of grew into my body. Was uh, then figured out you know you know moving a little more athletically from playing football and 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 basketball, and then. You know, I just kind of figured out the game a little more. And then uh, you know, I got switched to midfield where I was able to utilize my athleticism from a young age. That's awesome. So so who were who were some of the, the players that uh, that you looked up to that you idolized as you were growing up? Um, so I obviously looked up to a uh, guy like Kyle Harrison, Paul Rabel, guys who dominated the midfield uh, position when they were in college. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I was in sixth, seventh grade, I was watching these guys play on ESPNU, which is, you know, uh, which is really cool, you know, across – you know, wasn't really on TV as much. Um, 
at, in that time period. So whenever you know we knew that Hopkins was playing, you know when Duke was playing, we put those uh, games on DVR, and that was the only time right. we kind of came in from backyard uh, to watch those games, eat lunch. Right. But um, I remember I remember being on the on the couch with a bunch of my friends watching those games. You know, Saturday afternoon, uh, if we if we didn't have a game or anything, and just watching those guys play was really inspiring to. Uh, you know, see guys dominate the midfield position that in, in that fashion, being super athletic, right. you know, dodging downhill, scoring goals, doing everything for your team. Then um, that's kind of when I fell in love with playing midfield. Right, right. So can you talk about, you know, you watch those guys on TV. What did you do to sort of mold your mold your game around the, the things that you saw them do on TV? Yeah, it became one of those things where, uh, you know, you saw you saw someone do some of those guys that you looked up to. You know, run down the alley left-handed and score a goal. You know, split dodge down the middle, lower their shoulder and score a goal. Then you went on the backyard and you were you were trying to emulate those same things, especially as a kid right. in middle school. Um, and then as I got older, you know, I, I understood you know the uh, the small details that that were required for me to be on the on the same level as those guys. Where it was shooting on the run, it was having good stick skills, it was you know working on my athleticism, whether that was you know in the weight room, you know on the field you know, running, doing um, um, agility workouts and stuff. And I understand what it took to get to that level. And, uh, you know, I kind of understood that from a young age. I knew how hard guys worked in all professional sports and, and in college. So, right. you know, I kind of just started to tailor, tailor my body to um, being able to do those things. Right. So I, I want to ask you, later we'll get to, you know, what your training is like today. But I'm curious about, you know, take us back to when you were in high school. What were you doing? Uh, you know, what were you doing on your own to improve your game? You talk about like going to the field and, and running and shooting and things like that. But can you get a little bit more specific about what exactly you know, say a, a typical training day or typical work day for you would be like when you were in high school? Yeah, when I was in high school, you know, it was kind of tough for me to kind of uh, you know just do you know play one sport. I played three, you know, mm-hmm. so in the, in the fall I was, I was you know throwing the football around, with, doing seven on sevens with my receivers basketball I was in the gym obviously and then when it came to cross season that's when and, and lacrosse season was, was obviously spring and summer for me with the whole club circuit that was kind of when it started getting popular was when i was in high school right. um you know i just shot all the time you know it, it was shooting shooting was always fun for me you know i had a friend who you know had had a, a goal in his backyard back mm-hmm. at net uh 100 balls and we would just shoot until you know we couldn't see the goal anymore right and that was uh, <laughs> that was one of those things we did after school um, we did it, you know, uh, after games, mm-hmm. we did it on Sundays when we weren't doing anything. Right. Uh, we did it whenever we could, we were in the backyard, you know, breaking windows, shooting balls into the neighbor's <laughs> yard. Right. All, all the things, all, all the things that, uh, you know, that you do when you're a young kid and, and it became one of those things where it was just fun. It was just fun right. to go out there and shoot. It was one of those things where, you know, if we were bored, we finished homework. That was the first thing we wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I think that all 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 that work just kind of you know translated to being being someone who was driven and wanted to play this sport. Right, right, yeah. All that work compounds on each other. But so when uh when you guys would go and shoot around, was it like, you know, was it like a structured thing where you'd say, all right, I'm going to shoot a hundred lefty and a hundred righty, or would you guys just go out and just uh, you know shoot sort of freestyle however you guys wanted until the net was down. I think at that age it was more just going out there and just shooting around, just having a good time. You know, obviously when you're young, you know, 
take a couple shots and it turned into a game. So guys are shooting for, you know, a certain spot, trying to hit certain spots. Right. Um, and then just having fun. I mean, I think that's the one thing about, you know, sports as a whole. Like, you know, people people sometimes think that training is just, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding. But when when you go out there and you want to get better, you know, first and foremost, you want to get better because, you know, you love to play. And, right. you, and you play because you, you know, love to have fun. And having fun is the, you know, bottom line of sports. Right. But, um if you can't if you can't go out there and train and, and, and smile and have a good time while you do it, you're not gonna want to do it. If you're not gonna want to do it, you're not gonna wanna, you know, get out there and, and get better. So I think right. at the first and foremost, we just always had fun going out there and, and shooting. So yeah. um while it did make us better, um it, it it did help us enjoy the game more. Right, right. Yeah, you you didn't the work didn't turn into homework, essentially. It didn't it didn't become a pain to go out and shoot shoot around. Exactly. Right. Right. So you mentioned um, you mentioned football. I think you mentioned basketball. What other What other sports did you play in high school? Just those three: uh, football, basketball, and lacrosse. Got you. And and what positions at each? Uh, football is quarterback. Uh, basketball, I played small forward. Anywhere gotcha. from small forward to position, depending on who's on the court. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously yeah. played midfield and lacrosse. And so, uh, talk about um, h- how do you feel like those positions um, contributed to their game, if if they did at all, contributed to your lacrosse game? Yeah, uh, basketball did a lot for me. You know, you know, split dodging and all that stuff. Right. Uh, it's all all the same pick and roll, understanding offense and spacing, all that stuff is you know basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, playing playing in space, playing against the zone, playing against man to man. You know, understanding the way the defense is moving and defense is helping. Um, just playing with your head up. You know, obviously, you know, from a young age, you you want to learn how to dribble with your head up. So running, running and dodging, and seeing the defense and how they're sliding is always, you know, it's something that kind of came easy to me. Right. So, and then the physicality part piece of uh, football. You know, downhill, downhill running. You know, you know the impact, the physical game. You know, lowering your shoulder. All, all that stuff uh, comes from football. So I think that the mesh of, you know, two other sports I've played, you know, really helped me when it came down to, uh, you know, playing lacrosse and, and pick up the game pretty quickly. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So so let's move on uh, to your time at college. Um, what made you decide on Duke? Um, you know, so Coach Janowski was, was definitely the main um, proponent of my choice. You know, he was you know, a guy who was very – very patient with me. He knew I played three sports. He knew that it was going to be hard for me to visit campus because, because of that, hmm. you know, I was, I was always a guy who, you know, put the team first. Right. So, you know, I, I didn't want to really miss any games or practices um, to go visit colleges, you know, while other schools, they put a little bit of pressure on me and me and my, uh, me and my parents to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Coach Nassie kind of laid out the offer and, and, and we had a, you know, a clear understanding of what, it would mean for me to go to Duke and how, how special of an opportunity that was. Hmm. And he left the offer and left the decision up to me. So, you know, when I saw campus for the third time, uh, you know, I, I fell in love with it for, you know, for the third time. Right. And, you know, I left, before I even left the campus, Duke was my last visit. And I told Coach Nassi that I was coming. There was, I was hands down huh. going to uh, be a devil. And, you know, I remember he got up and gave me a hug right there. <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, was, that's awesome. I was a junior in high school, you know, yeah. 16-year-old kid, um, and, I, and I was looking, you know, one of the best coaches 
in you know in the world in the, in the face. I told him that I was going to come to Duke, and just seeing his excitement, you know, made me really excited. I think the other coaches were you know had an ear to the door, right? <laughs> uh, and then when when they when they heard, they all came into and then uh, congratulated me. But that's you know, great. It was it was one of those things where I knew it was a good fit. You know, Coach Nowski is a Long Island guy. Coach Caputo, Coach Nowski, all their um, Matt Nowski, all Long Island guys. They understand you know where I where I came from, where I grew up, and you know how special it would be of an opportunity for me to play at Duke. Right, right. So it's it sounded like you just felt you just felt really at home at Duke. Like they they gave you the space to make the decision, and it just seemed like the campus, the coaching, everything just worked out for you. Is that right? Exactly. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's talk about that, that first semester while you're at school. Um, did you feel like it was a fit right away? Did you feel like you made the right choice? Yeah. I mean, I, I, fit, I, fit, I felt like I fit right in, you know, the guys were very welcoming. Um, you know, the coaches were very welcoming and it, it was fun that, you know, I got to start from square one. It was, it was hard work from, uh, from the start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was a lot different than my high school experience. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it was it was great. My freshman year was awesome. I had I had a great group of leaders in the senior class. You know, guys like Dave Lawson, um, Billy Connors, Josh Offit, um, Jake Chapuke, All those guys in that class were really really good. And it was awesome that you know three of the um, you know senior leaders were midfielders. So they kind of brought me and Deemer along, and it was a good transition for us. Right, right. Can you talk about so talk about that 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 first year um, playing with those group of leaders? What was what were some of the biggest lessons you learned making that transition from high school to college? Yeah, I learned a lot about, um, you know, just being a leader and, and facing adversity. You know, obviously I wasn't going to necessarily be a leader for my freshman year, but I learned small things from those guys that obviously I took, that stayed with me and I took going forward um, to my senior, my junior and senior year when I did become a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all, all the hard work and work ethic stuff, you know, I, those guys were – the first guys that practice shooting, you know, maybe like 20 minutes before practice. And then those guys stayed after. And that's something that, you know, I carried with me going, um, going forward as well. Just, you know, the, the smallest pieces, the smallest parts of, of being a leader, is, you know, just doing the right thing. And those guys always did that. Right. Um, right. Which kind of translated, you know, going forward, um, you know, just bringing those young guys along. You know, I saw that firsthand when, you know, those, we stepped on campus and, you know, those guys, they grabbed us and they, they showed us, you know, this is how we do things. This is, right. this is the, the quote, Duke way. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of a trickle-down effect from there. You know, we, we picked up on all these great lessons that we learned from these guys, all these great character, um, you know, character traits and leadership yeah. traits. And, you know, that, that's that's the thing that happens at Duke. You know, every year the senior class is, you know, the most important class on the, on the team because, you know, you learn a lot from the guys that came before you and, you and and it's been the same lessons since you know coach nancy's got there i think right. he, i think he changed the culture in terms of you know what duke lacrosse meant when he got there and um it kind of trickled down ever since right yeah th- those are those are two really important points right like so one it obviously everything starts at the top right whether it's with the coaching staff or the senior class but then the other thing is you know seniors uh, need to recognize the type of influence that they have on underclassmen, right? That even a a simple gesture of a senior, you know, taking a freshman aside and saying like, Hey, here's how things are done here. Here's what we need from you. Here's, you know, here's how things work. Um, It really makes all the difference in the world makes the, you know, makes the, the underclassmen feel accepted and it, and it sets the right tone going forward for that to be done 
when that freshman becomes a senior, um, you know, four years later. Exactly. Right. Um, so, so talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you're at, you're at Duke, um, obviously one of the, one of the, the top schools in the nation. Um, how did you balance, uh, school and lacrosse? You know, I mean, even when I played, it was, it was 14 hour days. I'm sure it only got worse as the years went on. How did you balance the two? Uh, I think the, the university made it very easy for us. You know, they had, we had help anytime we needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, practice was obviously you know, a grind. You know, it was you know three and a half, three hours a day. And, um, you know, it, it was hard work. You know, it was, it was definitely tough to go to class um, in the morning after practice. Mm-hmm. You know, even on the field, two and a half hours. But, you know, the, the support staff at Duke was unbelievable. You know, anytime we needed a tutor, anytime we needed any type of sort of help, Hmm. Um, we got that, got that within 24 hours. Hmm. So, um, you know, those guys made it very easy for us. And, uh, you know, just having a team, a team with you, you know, it, it, we all took somewhat similar classes, if not the same class. So we were all able to, you know, be there for each other and help each other and move at the same pace. So, um, you know, obviously Duke is a really good school, you know, it's very tough, hmm. but, um, in terms, of, in terms of just the way the coaches had us set up with the academic advisors, academic advisors had us set up with any help that we needed for any subject, any class, you know, it was, it was pretty easy to, uh, to manage that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And while, while you were at school, you know, year after year, what would you say the, uh, I know, I, I know this is a broad question, but I'm interested to see how you answer it. Uh, what, what would you say, what are the things that helped you improve the most uh, year to year? Like, what were the things that you tried to focus on each year to take your game to the next level as you progressed in your career at Duke? Yeah, I think I just chose one one thing that, um, hmm. you know, I felt that I needed to improve on. So my freshman year, you know, I was a really good, you know, dodger. So I would run by my guy right-handed, <clears throat> and, and I, would, I would kind of start double teams. I would create double teams and start offense for the team. And I knew the team needed that because we had really good players. And um, but we had, we had our three seniors couldn't play the entire game, so you know we had to go in there and give the team, you know, provide a spark for the team. So whether that was you know running by our guy, you know, and 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 caught and getting a hockey assist, or running by our guy scoring a goal when we need when the team needed it, that was my that was my kind of role for the team. And then my sophomore year, you know, all those, all three of those guys left and. It was me, Deemer, Christian Walsh left in the midfield line, midfield, and people weren't really expecting us to be that good. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, what was the next evolution of my game? And then I thought maybe, you know, my ability to shoot both hands, <clears throat> hmm. which isn't which isn't a hard thing to learn how to do. It, it's really just time reps and and you know really focusing on it. So, right. you know, I was a I was a, I was a thirty minute before, thirty minute after practice kind of guy. Shot on off days. Hmm. You know, Deemer was right there with me and. um you know, I think the hard work that we displayed that season was very contagious to all the younger guys. So, right. you know, on off day, we had guys out there, you know, 10, 12 guys out there shooting. And um, I think the result kind of showed itself in terms of my personal season and the uh, and the season that we had as, as a team in 2014. And then um, my next piece going to my junior year in 2015, I think that, my uh, my next goal was to you know be a complete player. You know that would, that would mm-hmm. be you know passing and and being able to you know score when my team needed it. Right, and that was just 
a kind of film study. You know, Coach Caputo, I think, is is a mastermind in terms of in terms of the way he breaks down the game for us. So it made it easy for me to understand what was going on at all times. Hmm. Um, I could, you know, dodge and close my eyes and understand and, and know what the defense was doing hmm. before before they before it started happening. Just because I studied film with him, uh, he would break it down and show it to us every every week. Um, sometimes a couple or a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that helped me start, you know, seeing how defenses played, seeing how they rotated, seeing, you know, what the next play was before it, before it kind of unfolded. And that allowed me to, you know, become a better passer. Mm-hmm. Not because, you know, skills, my skills are necessarily better, but I, I understood the game a lot more. It was moving, and the game was moving a little bit slower for me. Right. Um, in my junior year, than my senior year, I was just, you know, my my main goal was to to be a leader on the team. Hmm. Um, I felt I felt that I uh, I could have did a little more in terms of leadership my junior year, and I didn't want to let that that kind of slip away in my last season. Hmm. So, um, you know, it was just you know trying to trying to help the guys come along, um, you know, bringing the young guys along, you know, helping the young guys when they, whenever they needed something on on or off the field, you know, just making those young guys feel comfortable and feel like they're part of the team and feel like they're at home. Right and um, and you know also leading by example, doing everything the right way in practice, doing it the right way off the field, and you know hoping those guys follow suit. Right, right. So when you when you're approaching each season, were you like how did you yourself choose those goals? Were you working with a coach that maybe identified some weaknesses that you need to improve, or was this all self directed? Like, hey, this is something that. I think that I need to improve in myself to, you know, to help the team more next year. Uh, it was, it was, it was more of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, I always look at myself and, and try to see what I can improve on in terms of, um, you know, what, what would make me, what, what will help me get to the next level where people say, Oh, Duke lacrosse. And they, and the, one of the first names they think of is, is my name. Right. Um, and then when people think of the sport of lacrosse, how can I get to, you know, the the spot where people say lacrosse and, and my name is one of the one of the uh, you know names they think of? Because when when you get to that when you get to <clears throat> that point and you're you know, you're a name in a, in a sport and people think of your name first, mm-hmm. you know that means you've done done really well for yourself. You've done you know things that have made you made you unforgettable and and you know cemented your legacy. So I think that was one of the things that I I always think about. How am I going to, you know, make my presence felt in in the sport that I care about? You know, I could have chose to play football. I could have chose to play basketball. But I chose to play lacrosse because, you know, one, I, I love the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have the most fun playing lacrosse. So I think that you know, just putting putting forth the effort and all the hard work, right? Uh, put myself in a position where I could, uh, you know, kind of have a legacy and and, and be in, uh, you know, in in the history of of this sport. Um, I think it's just all hard work and just, you know, focusing. And, and, and I, I understood that from a young age. So, right. um, you know, it's just that hard work and all, yeah. all those things I knew that I needed to do in order to get to that point. Right. You know, so uh, um, I'm curious. You say, you know, you had that from a young age. Um, and, you know, not everybody has that. Uh, has Not everybody recognizes that hard work is what you need to put in, um, you know, in order to, to be the best at something. Um, I'm just curious. Can you, where, where did that come from? How, how did that get developed in you? Uh, when I was when I was young, I used to read a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of sports books mm-hmm. of certain athletes like Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, all all these stories about you know 
about their maturation when they were coming from, you know, high school to the pros or college to the pros and, and how they attack things and mentally Kobe Bryant too, you know, he's, he's a very cerebral guy in terms of the way he thought about sport and, and, and his, uh, you know, the way he, the way he looked at the sport and looked at his teammates and, and looked at it at leadership. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, kind of small bits and pieces of, of what they think and then, and how they, how they approach you know their their career and how they right. approach their their uh, you know growth and how they get better, and it was all uh, the the topic was the same. It was hard work. It was you know work ethic. It was you know leadership, bringing your teammates along, caring for your teammates. Right. And that's just you know I just kind of taken with me since I was a young kid. You know, coach uh, Coach Caputo always always said that I always play better when I play for someone else. Hmm. So you know, my spring and sophomore year, I was I was always playing for the seniors hmm. because I knew I knew how important it was to those guys. You know, it was their last time. You know, it was their last season. It was you know their la- some of their last times ever playing lacrosse again uh, competitively. Right. And you know, it, it meant a lot for those guys. So it meant a lot to me, and that, that's kind of just how I've always been. Right. Right. And then, so I'm just curious. So when you got to your senior season, who were you playing for then? Yeah, that that was one of the things that you know I kind of struggled with. Uh, Coach Caputo thought that you know I wasn't playing for anybody, hmm. uh, so it was it was gonna be a, it was gonna be a different you know dynamic for me in terms of season. But then and then again, you know I understood that you know for so long, you know I played for the older guys on the team, mm-hmm. and I looked and then just kind of looking around at the young guys, I realized that those guys were doing the same for me that I did hmm. for for those guys that came before me. So. You know, then it became just me playing for my for my teammates and playing for the guys that you know are in my senior class. I knew that you know it was our last shot at this, and it was our last time to uh, you know have something as special as, as, as this. So yeah, um, that's awesome. Same one things that you're playing for the guy next to you. Then right, right, that's really cool. Um, so and then uh, you know the last question about your time in college. You mentioned your senior year, you focused on leadership. Um, you know, bringing the young guys along, setting the example. Uh, this might be a hard question to ask on the spot, but uh, can you get a little bit more specific? You know, uh, leadership is, uh, I feel like it, it's such a broad topic, right? It's such a broad thing to work on. Whereas, you know, your freshman year when you're working on, um, you know, your, or your sophomore year when you're working on your passing ability, that's a very specific thing. Leadership can be a lot of things to a lot of different people. Can you talk about uh, specifically how you approach that and maybe what you did uh, to work on that? Yeah, so, you know, obviously people know that I'm a, I'm a pretty big personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joke around a lot, always smiling, you know, dancing in the locker, having a good time. So, you know, that piece, you know, I kind of I kind of allowed, you know, guys to just to know that it's going to be okay. Like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. guys get nervous, guys, you know, are a little stressed out, not, not uh, sure about themselves. When it comes to playing at the net, at a higher level than they than they just came from, especially the freshman, you know, I think a couple guys go through a, you know, a phase where they say, "Oh, am, am I am I good enough to play here? Am, right. I, am I good enough to play at Duke?" And then you know, I, I just kind of you know show them that you know we all came in thinking the same thing, and um, you know it's just it's just you know getting getting you know getting better every day. You know, right. I um I when I, my freshman year I I really wanted to play. And I went through I went through a couple series of uh, times where I, I got hurt, I hurt my hamstring and I wasn't playing, mm-hmm. and then you know it was tough for me. But those seniors kind of you know kept me in it. You know they kept me kept me um, 
you know, focused on, on the team and focused on, you know, getting better. Just all small things. Like, guys go through so many different things, whether it's injuries, you know, homesick, you know, think, um, kind of going through thoughts of whether they're good enough to play here. And, and we've, we've all gone through that stuff, you know, while playing in college, especially at Duke, just because, like, you know, it's such a, such a great program. And you get there and you're like, wow, and I'm here. Yeah. Do I belong here? And then yeah. how, how am I going to showcase my ability? And, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. But the, the teammates, you know, kind of get you through that, especially, you know, the older guys. Because if the older guys take time to just, you know, to like, confront you and help you and, and get you through something, he obviously cares. Right. And, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the seniors cared for us in that same regards when we were younger. So, you know, and that, that, that's, that's one piece of leadership. Yep. And then, obviously, you have vocal leaders, young guys that do things, you know, do everything right and, you know, set examples. So just kind of taking small pieces of each one of those different leadership characteristics and, you know, obviously putting it towards your personality and mm-hmm. helping your teammates is kind of what, kind of what the um, – what I meant by my, my, my form of leadership. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so let's, uh, so let's move on, move on to your training today. How do you, how do you work on your game today, uh, in the MLL? Um, actually, you know, for, first, where, where are you living now? You, you play for Chesapeake. Do you live in Chesapeake? Do you live in Maryland? No, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so how do you, how do you work on your game today? Especially when, you know, in the MLL, the team is, scattered all over the place you you only really get to practice once maybe twice a week yeah with only two practices a week you know there's a lot of accountability that is you know held by each player you know we we show up you know um on friday or the day day before the game and we're allowed to practice you know that night Mm -hmm. and then the the morning of the game obviously the morning of the game we're not going to be going full tilt it's usually man up man down getting up and down just to get some, you know, get a little bit of run in, mm-hmm. but um, you know, during the week, it's it's that's when you know games are won and it's won on your own. You know, I you know, spend a lot of time shooting, spend a lot of time watching film, just like small clips of the offense and seeing you know what we did right, what we did wrong, what we could do better. Um, you know, studying tendencies of other players. So that, that obviously that's all all the things that watching film entails. Mm-hmm. And then you know, just just getting out, just getting out and shooting, working on things that you know. I do well just to make sure that those skills are fine tuned always, and then working on and trying to you know trying to add something new to my game. So, you know this this season I've been trying to play off ball a lot better, whether that's cutting through for teammates and then opening up um, opportunities for myself, mm-hmm. whether that's setting picks, uh, um, you know cutting, all different things that I that I really want to you know better my game with. Um, those kinds of stuff I work on you know during the week. That's um, mm-hmm. shooting, that's agility workouts, you know that's ladder. Um, light lifting during the season, um, just so many different things you can do. Uh, right. Sometimes I play other sports. Sometimes I play. I'll play some basketball uh, or some soccer. Just something to you know, get the stick out of my hand and, and work on your athletic movements that could definitely translate into um, into lacrosse. Mm-hmm. So I keep hearing this theme about the, each season. There's one new thing that you're focusing on. Is uh, is this typically what you do? You, you try to pick. A, like you know, one weakness in your game, and and focus on improving that for the upcoming season. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, if you're the most well-rounded player, if you're the best player in your team, and you are well-rounded, I think that you become harder to guard. You know, I talked to Coach Cottle about um, just about how I play. You know, all throughout the season, and we both you know felt that I very rarely score any easy goals. Hmm. You know, every goal I score, it was on the run. You know, shooting 
running by one guy, shooting by the slide, you know, right. running through the slide. Um, you know, people draped all over me. Mm-hmm. So we talked about how how can I how can I score a couple of easy goals, and then you know, I think that my weakness is probably playing off ball. Mm-hmm. You know, predominantly a ball carrier. You know, a guy who catches who catches the ball. You know, and dodged by my guy, guy or guy who catches the ball, and shoots step step, step down. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to really focus on my my off ball game. You know, whether that's cutting and like you know drawing attention to defense. You know, cutting, getting the easy dunk on the crease, mm-hmm. or hustling, hustling back on defense, and cap, and then and then getting the ball in transition. Mm-hmm. So all, all these all these small things that you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily accustomed to. Um, I think would help me if I if I improve my game on that. And then I think that right. being a well-rounded player, you can you can do so many different things for your team. And obviously, if you can do that, you, know, you help your team win. You're a very valuable player. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's just coming to mind for me is you know any any young players who are listening, right? It's, it's such an important lesson where, you know, maybe when you're starting off playing the game, even if this is something you say like, Hey, I want to play when I'm in college, it might be intimidating to think like, all right, I need to be a completely well-rounded player. That's a lot to do, right? That means you got to lefty, righty, cutting, playing defense. You know, you got to, you feel like you got to do it all. It's intimidating, but I like I sort of like the way you're approaching it where you're saying like, all right, every year I'm going to pick one thing that I'm going to get better at. And after a while, after a few years, especially if you start that young, you're going to become a well-rounded player because you've worked on individual aspects of your game and improved as the season went along. I, I like the way you're, you're approaching that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think so many kids want to want to get better right away. Mm-hmm. And it is a process, you know, like right. I, it took me a full season to, you know, shoot the ball on the run left-handed. And, um, you know, while it seems like a really simple thing, you should have shooting the ball with your other hand. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to get really, really good at it. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it, all it took me for me was, you know, 30 minutes uh, before practice, 30 minutes after practice. While, it, you know, 30 minutes doesn't seem like a long time. You do that, you know, before and after practice, four or five days, you know, you're at you're at you know four or five hours so right. you're, like it, it it adds up it, right it, it definitely adds up. And, yeah you know, you'll see this, like, being able to run down the alley and shoot the ball on the run and then um and then just you know you, you feel good about that kind right of stuff. I remember you know, I I did I shot the ball all the time all the time all the time and you know I it was up to like game like maybe twelve or no, game nine it was game nine. I hadn't really, you know, I hadn't really, you know, scored a lucky on the run goal. Mm-hmm. And then we played Virginia and, you know, I ran down the alley and I, I shot, I shot one on the run and I stuck it in the corner and, and it huh. felt good. It felt like right. I've, I've worked on it for so long. Yep. You know, it felt good. It went, it did, uh, everything that I planned to happen here happened. And, and yeah. then, you know, I ran down the alley and scored a left handed goal. Right. And scored another left goal. So, like, it was, it was just, you know, it was one of those things where, like, the hard work kind of came to fruition and, and it felt good. Right, right. Yeah, I, I liked what you said before about, you know, it was just about doing the reps, you know, to build your left hand. Because that, that was one thing when, when I was playing that, uh, you know, I had people asking me, like, you know, I, I was known for left hand, you know, being left handed and right handing, you know, uh, being really strong with both hands. And I had people asking me, like, Are, were you born that way? Like, can you write with your left hand and your right hand? And it really was just going to the wall, putting the stick in my left hand, forcing myself to be uncomfortable throwing the ball with your left hand. And then literally one day, just like you said, one day it just clicks. 
one day it's like, oh yeah, this is this is another thing that I have in my arsenal now. This is just I can throw the ball lefty, no problem. It's just another thing. Um, it really is just about putting in the reps. Um, so so what is uh what's a typical training session for you now? Let's um so if we if we can separate it by uh, when you're on the field, say shooting around in the weight room. Let, let's start with the field. Um, you know when you're by yourself. What is a typical uh, what is a typical training session like for you? What do you typically do? So when I'm on the field, I like to do obviously do a lot of conditioning. I get to uh, you know have to have the space. So I do I'll do anything from you know 15 uh, 60 yard shuttles or to uh, to 300s. Hmm. Any any anything where you know I'm running, changing changing direction, and then um, and then getting good cardio in. Hmm. My shooting routine, you know, I shoot a ton, I shoot a ton of shots. I probably shoot. Anywhere from 100 to you know 175 shots when I shoot, I, you know it, hmm. it is, that is a lot of shots. Yeah, but um, you know it 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 just comes to the territory, I guess. But um, you know it's it's shooting on the run, lefty righty. It's shooting on the run, rolling back. It's you know shooting on the run, jump shots. It's shooting step downs, righty, step downs, lefty. You know, drifting, uh, drifting for a shot, drifting a hitch, drifting you know, hitch and then roll back down the alley. So it's a, it's a ton of different things I could do. You know, you never know which move you're going to need in a game, mm-hmm. you know, you never, and you never want to try anything you've never done before in a game. So, um, you know, I get all those, all those different, you know, variations of shots, mm-hmm. um, get, them, get them down in, you know, what I'm shooting. So then I feel comfortable. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you work, you work hard and you do these certain things while you're, while you're training. And then out of nowhere, you, you do it in the game and it feels so natural and people look at you like, like, Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> right. But like, I, I scored a couple of goals where I caught the ball, you know, drifting, ran to the middle defense slid. And I rolled back down the alley and I just put a stick in my left hand and shot it to the low corner. And hmm. everyone's like, okay, like, where did, where did that come from? <laughs> but in my head, I did that. I did that 65 times, you know, this week. So, right. You know, so that that's what I do. You know, I do I do a bunch of different things. Um, do a lot of footwork shooting stuff, just because that's that's I think that's the most important piece of shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, if your feet aren't right, then you know your accuracy you know takes a toll. Right. But um. But um, you know, then when it goes to the weight room, you know, weight room is really important. You know, I do a lot of stabilizing, um, you know, exercises now. Just like, I don't really do many much heavy lifting during the season, just because you know I don't need to. You know, my body's already already beat up from you know how right. physical I play. So it's more maintenance workouts, you know, a lot of uh, hips, knees, ankles, you know, shoulders, you know, and, and core stuff. And obviously, I get a little cardio in when I when I'm in the uh, in the weight room, just kind of doing the workouts at a faster pace, less rest. Um, so I mean, in terms of like the weights and the weight stuff, I do I do a lot of you know lunges, um, split squats, mm-hmm. all, all weighted. Um, different variations of squats, where it'll be you know, sumo squats, you know, front squats, you know, uh, back squats, um, you know, any, anything to like kind of strengthen my legs, and hips, do a lot of hip work, mm-hmm. um, do a lot of mobility stuff with weights. So, I speed skate with with weights, you know, uh, on my on my like weighted vest, mm-hmm. and then I do a lot of stuff. And, you know, core core is very important with shooting uh, your back and your and your. Uh, and your and your front core, um, and then a lot of stuff you know, pushing and pulling, just the same motions you do when you when you cross check, and 
and stuff like that. So all, 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 the, all the real workouts I do are kind of tailored towards lacrosse. Right. Um, you know, I kind of stay away from the, you know, the football heavy, you know, heavy, heavy lifting just mm-hmm. because, you know, our, my body is built different than most guys. And, you know, you don't really need to be, you know, super bulky and super, you know, super strong. Right. To, uh, to play lacrosse. While it does, it will, you know, if you are super strong, it does, you know, it doesn't really help you. But you know, in, in today's game, especially the pros, the game is so fast. You know, you want you want to be you know on the leaner side, but you know, strong and athletic, and able to run up and down the field because you know it, it is a long game. We only address nineteen guys, so you're we're playing anywhere from between four and you know four and five or maybe six right. guys playing midfield. You know, probably one or two of those guys go mm-hmm. goes both on offense and defense. So you know, it is it is a conditioning a conditioning um, conditioning league. You know, guys mm-hmm. who are in the best shape. And the teams are in the best shape, or usually the team that do do the best. Right, right, right. And and uh, so you know, again, split it up by field and weight room. When you are doing those workouts, how long would you say um, you're on the field versus how long you're in the weight room? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm probably on the I'm probably on in the weight room a little longer just because, um, you know, just doing the various different workouts, you know, moving around different different parts of the gym. But on the field, I'm probably out there for. You know, an hour and you know, fifteen minutes. Right. You know, I, I shoot a lot. I shoot and get a lot of shots up. Um, I like to shoot. I like to shoot a lot of shots in a short amount of time, just because it, it obviously gets me tired, and, and I have to focus more when I shoot when I'm tired. So, kind yeah. of emulate you know that game that game feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the weight room, probably there for an hour and a half, making sure that you know I treat my body right between each lift, so I'm not you know doing you know lifting too fast to the point where I might hurt myself. Right. But, you know, I like to get a lot of different things in, you know, whether that's I'll do, you know, a full body workout, or I'll do a lot of a lot of legs, I'll do upper body, shoulders, back, and then I'll do abs, and then I'll stretch, and then I'll run just to kind of, you know, loosen everything up before I obviously, you know, go on the rest of my day. Right, right, right. Um, and, uh, okay, so so let's uh, let's move on to your, uh, your pregame routine. Um, how do you prepare for, for upcoming opponents? If, uh, if Saturday is uh, game day, what's your week like? Um, so obviously I do a lot of shooting. Like, like I mentioned before, you know, we play in the league. We know all the goalies and know their tendencies. So I'll watch a lot of film of, of some of the of previous games and see where the goalie tendencies do. Does the goalie cheat off stick? Does he dip when you, when you shoot ball overhand? Does he stand up? super tall and get skinny when you get inside all these different things that, you know, um, that the goalies do mm-hmm. I kind of try to watch it. And then, you know, obviously relay that to my teammates and then they, that, that goes into my shooting. So like I'm shooting overhand and I know the goalie dips when, um, it starts to drop when I, when I shoot overhand, you know, I work on a lot of high to high shot, mm-hmm. uh, down the alley. If I know the goalie cheats to the far side, I'll, you know, shoot a lot of near side shots. Um, if I know the goalie, you know, get skinny when we get close to the alley i'll work on I'll, you know a couple of twisters or you know extending my hand creating more angle on the inside there's a bunch of different things i do in terms of the goalie play right um and then you know i understand the way the defense is playing look at the defense do they give them more outside shots are they you know are they weak on the inside do they you know slide top down so there'll be a lot of step downs from the wing uh, so i just kind of you know tailor my, my shooting around that Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't usually deviate too much from my usual shooting regimen, but um, depending on how the goalie's playing and, and what, what's going on in the situation, 
uh, kind of how I how I focus on that. But mm. in terms of pregame, get real close to the game. Uh, I'm not I'm not really superstitious in terms of like you know, I gotta do this, that, this, that, and the other thing in that order. You know, I kind of mm. just you know show up to the locker room. We you know roll out. Uh, we stretch a little bit. We dance, have a good time, joke around. <laughs> um, I'm one of, I'm one of the guys that kind of lightens the mood in the locker room in case anybody's you know a little nervous or a little you know overly focused. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone looks over to me and starts laughing, and then you know kind of kind of calms the nerves. We're, we're able to go out there and play loose. Right. So, uh, so you said you're focusing a lot on the goalie. Are you focusing at all on you know the person that might guard you? Or any one-on-one individual matchups or anything like that? Uh, not really. I mean, I usually I usually understand that the other team's going to put their their long pole on me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case. I do get rather excited without the short stick. Right. But um, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I mean, I know that you know teams are going to teams are going to slide to our guys. We dodge really hard. Um, I kind of kind of play a little smart. You know, I don't I don't necessarily take on the you know, sole responsibility of dodging mm-hmm. as much anymore. Just I feel like, you know, if I'm the second or third dodger, I get myself into better opportunities to score and to set up my teammates. So, you know, a lot of our guys are dodging a lot, you know, throwing the ball, throwing the ball at me, and then, and then you know, we get the defense cycling again, and we've been really successful in doing that. So, mm-hmm. um, in, terms of, in terms of my defender, I don't really, really pay attention too much to them. I think I'm more worried about the slide guy. You know, when gotcha. I dodge, my head's already so like I dodge, and I, as soon as I run by my guy or get a step or whatever happens, my head is up looking for the next play. So the guy in front of me really doesn't really matter as much to me. I think the guys that are rotating and, and how the defense is playing is, is, is most important. Gotcha. So you're looking, you're looking at where the defense slides from in anticipation of beating your man, getting a step on your man, just to see where you're going to move the ball next. Is that right? Exactly. Gotcha, yep. gotcha, and uh, and you touched on this again, but I, you know, I want to make sure uh, we, I ask you this specifically. Walk us through uh, a typical game day for you. You know, you mentioned you're not superstitious. You don't have any sort of pregame meals or anything like that. But what is a uh, what is a typical game day like from you? Uh, you know, what's a typical if the game's on Saturday? What's your Saturday like? So we usually have walkthrough on Saturdays, mm-hmm. um, probably around ten o'clock. You know, we get there. We go over, you know, small things that we touched on that before in practice, small and certain things that we didn't. You know, we do a lot of man up, man down, uh, to make sure that's that's nice and tight for for game day. And then after practice, you know, you just lounge around in the locker room for a little bit, you know, hang out, then we go back to the hotel. Uh, we have a lot, a lot of downtime. I usually watch a couple of movies, take a nap, we wake up, and then we all uh, a bunch of us eat eat um, eat together. Um, that just, you know, obviously get the team together and be, be around each other. And then we head over to the stadium around two hours for the game, which, um, you know, we obviously get dressed and we just hang out, you know, blast music, dance, have a good time in the locker room, you know, get our bodies right, make sure we're well hydrated for the game. And then it just kind of goes. Not, nothing really too crazy, no superstitions from me or or, many, or any of the guys. I think right. the most superstitious guy or, would probably be Nico Amato. But, you know, he's a goalie, so I let, you know, you got to let well, him. Yeah, you let that slide. Yeah, you, you let him do what he does. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Goalies are weird as it is. You know, yeah. They're standard from a 100 mile per hour shop, so. Yeah. You let him do what he does. <laughs> right. Right. I get you. Um, Miles, listen, uh, thanks so much for taking the time. But there, there's one more question that I've asked everybody who's come on the show. Uh, sometimes it's the hardest question, but what are three things 
that everyone should do every day to get better at whatever it is they do. It doesn't have to just be lacrosse. Three things to get better at something you do. So I think anything you do, you know, whether I'm most likely anything you do that you want to do, I think you should just have fun with it. You know, whether it's sports, whether it's writing, whether it's reading, listening to music, anything you do, you know, first and foremost, you should have fun. Mm -hmm. Two, I think you should care deeply about what you do and, and the people that help you do what you do, what you do. Mm -hmm. you know, nothing really happens, you know, from one individual, you know, as much as, you know, even if you're writing a book, you know, there are a lot of people who, you know, proofread the book, people who, you know, who, who publish the book. So there, there are many people that help you do you know, what it is that you want to accomplish. So, you know, care for them and, and, and thank them. Mm -hmm. And then the last piece is just, you know, anything you do, work hard. You know, a lot, I think a lot of people sometimes get handed things and they're like, oh, wow, this is easy. You know, I'm going to ride this wave. If, if it's something's easy, then why don't you challenge yourself and do something else or right. challenge yourself and add on to that. So, I mean, that, those are my three things. Right. Be happy, have fun with it. You know, thank the people who help you get to where you are. And, and work hard. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Miles, man, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. This is a great conversation. Hopefully I get to meet you in person one day, uh, but maybe we'll bring you back on the show at some point uh, in the future. But um, thanks again for coming on. This was a really great convo. I had a blast. No problem, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Game Changer Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yavoli. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Yavoli. You can find more episodes of the Game Changer Lacrosse podcast on this season at thisseason.gc.com. If you like the podcast, please take a second to give it a positive review on iTunes. This helps more people find the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GC Sports. And if you're a coach, a parent, or you run a traveler club team, check out Game Changer Team Manager in the App Store. It's an essential all-in-one scheduling and communication app for lacrosse coaches and parents. Game Changer Team Manager is free, it's easy to use, and it doesn't serve ads. Learn more at gc.com forward slash team manager. Until next time, keep working and keep getting better. <laughs>